All right, guys, welcome to the Crazy Pills Podcast. Uh, I think this is the first time I've filmed something in maybe two months. And uh, it's been interesting the last two months, maybe a month and a half, I don't even remember. Uh, it's that <clears throat> my experience of the world and worldview has been shifting rapidly. And uh, it just, I didn't feel inspired to talk about anything or film something because it wasn't something that was even like clear to me like what I want to communicate right like whatever <clears throat> this podcast started out as like the intention behind it that was rapidly changing and I just didn't feel inspired and then today I felt inspired I was actually in the middle of eating lunch and I'm like you know what I just need to film something now because I feel it okay so what I want to talk about today is probably one of the hottest topics going on right now which is the vaccine and then the Delta variant. All right. And uh, my perception on the vaccine has shifted dramatically over the last month and a half or two months. Right. And no one before you guys get into it, like, oh, he's selling out, whatever, like, um, it's probably not what you think. All right. So, and I talked about this before in previous podcasts, there is a theme or like a level, I'll use the word like energy, um, state, which houses different themes. Okay. And one common theme that we experience in society is, um, essentially what you get in politics, what you get on social media, <clears throat> what you get, you know, on, as far as the, um, the narrative on vaccines or even movies, which is the hero victim villain model. All right. So obviously in politics, are you a liberal or are you conservative? Whereas, and it's easy to get swept up in that. Whereas when you can actually take a, take a step back and then all of a sudden examine it, not everything a liberal is supposed to believe in, you necessarily agree with. Not everything that a conservative is supposed to believe in, uh, you resonate with, right? And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm actually maybe more in the gray area here. So rather than A or B, it's, it's more, it's complicated, right? And there's just way more to it. It's way more gray than uh, what it's made out to be, right? Um, uh, if you think about it in the context of, uh, uh, let's just say when, you know, if you're younger, you haven't gone through college, you've gone through college, and then your parents didn't agree with your major, okay? And then from the parent's standpoint, it's like, if you don't pick a good major, then you're not going to set yourself up for the future and then your life is ruined, right? And I was actually just telling the story uh, yesterday. I was a physics major for three years, right? And then um, one realized it wasn't for me and then switched to advertising. Also, at the same time, joined ROTC in college, ended up being <clears throat> doing intelligence in the Air Force. And then obviously, you know, just through random, seemingly lucky experiences, ended up opening a gym and then where I'm at now, right? Now, did I pick the wrong major or right major? Uh, it was the right major. It wasn't the major that I was gonna stick with and going through that experience actually really made a huge difference for me, right? Now, from my parents' perspective at the time, um, maybe they didn't feel that way, right? They're like, oh my God, what is he doing? He, he literally can't make up his mind. He's going to advertising, what is that? Like, <clears throat> it's just like, there, there's no, um, 
you know, from their standpoint, it could be. And, and this one, I'm not saying this is exactly what they thought, but you could kind of get the world of it. It's like they're like, he has no determination. You know, he doesn't really know what he wants. He just, he just, it could be like he's not really hardworking. He doesn't want to actually put in the hard work. Um, uh, how is he going to actually make it in life, right? Like, I'm concerned about him. And those are real concerns of theirs. Those are real perceptions. Um, but from that standpoint, it's like they, you either pick a major, a good major, and you stick with it, or you don't, right? So whenever there's just two choices, it's either A or B, there is the amount of energy available. There's the, <clears throat> you can kind of get the world of it, and not much productivity comes from it. Because even if you fully suppress the other side, so you make the, for example, you make the person go through that with that major, does it really actually serve them in the way that you wanted to serve? And does that actually really feel that good? You know, so with one way to, per, one way to access more energy is, okay, if, you, if I stay with the, uh, let me take that back. <laughs> let, me, let me walk this back a little bit. So one way to actually view it from a completely different standpoint is, okay, if I stayed with a major, if I stay with physics, how do I actually optimize my approach to it, my experience of it, my life, if I stick with the major? If I shift and change majors, how do I optimize the situation? All of a sudden, there's way more things to consider. There's way more energy available to have to be able to consider it. And it's not just black and white, A or B. Okay, same thing with, like I talked about earlier, with politics. And you could, um, <clears throat> and I'm purposely using, um, more generalities and then the area of major because one, you can relate to it, and two, there's not as much of a charge, okay? And when there's a charge, basically, rather than experiencing the energetics of it, we get really invested into the story and the circumstance and like the, the narrative that we can no longer experience the energetics underneath it, okay? So now I'm gonna go into something with a little bit more of a charge, which is vaccines. Uh, I had a friend call me this morning she was really concerned because, you know, she hears what's going on, the Delta variant, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, um, freedoms are, seems to be, uh, seem to be being taken away. And then, like, people are starting to impose on what you have to put in your body. She had uh, people close to her that were essentially being given an ultimatum, like, you either get the vaccine or you lose your job. And there's a lot of concern, right? And you can kind of get the world of that. It's like if I'm forced to take the vaccine or people I'm close to take the vaccine, it's really, really bad. And, uh, um, and then if justice wins out, right, then that's a good thing, right? Still like the hero, victim, villain mentality and the A or B. And it's really, really easy to um, get into that world where we're like, when you think you're on the side of righteousness or justice and you're making another side wrong, one, you're actually drawing out the resistance from the other other, uh, other side, and also you're perpetuating and then continuing that, right? Whereas uh, there's just way more factors, okay? And, um, and I'll kind of diffuse it a little bit on both sides so I can tie this together. <clears throat> and then uh, um, we'll just see how this goes, okay? So uh, a few months ago, I read a, a study. It was like 70-something pages. I talked about it. It was uh, when Johnson & Johnson submitted their um, studies, right? It was like 70-something pages to uh, the FDA for emergency use approval. That was 
and they submitted that in late February. I think I read it either in March or early April. Right? And then actually even like this morning, uh, I read a study, it was in the New England Journal of Medicine, and uh, it was actually a bunch of researchers from <coughs> England using the data there to set up an experiment to track, you know, whether the vaccine, and they were tracking the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer, and then you could, you could look this up, uh, the transmission. Basically, they, um, the way they set up the experiment, they set it up where, uh, you know, they tracked households with no vaccination, and this was done between like January and February, and then household where they were vaccinated. And they actually used that, if you just got one dose, they counted it, because at the time it was newer, right? So like 93% of the people that were vaccinated actually only had one dose. And then they tracked secondary transmissions to see the difference between the percentage <clears throat> where, um, you know, do other people in the household test positive, right? And, and uh, I think the conclusion that they came to was that for the unvaccinated, the secondary case rate was about 10%. And then for the vaccinated, it was about half that, like 5.7% for either the AstraZeneca with the Pfizer and then like 6.1 or 6.2% 6 for the other one. So just, just less, right? And um, that one, I was looking through the study, right? And just seeing how I felt about it. Uh, and, and just, you know, if you guys follow me, you know what my opinion was on the vaccine in the past. That experiment was set up really well you know given the real world circumstances it was very well thought out and like it does a really good job of actually you know providing like pretty sound justification and data that being vaccinated slows down the spread of um COVID compared to unvaccinated right awesome you know people that are pro-vaccine like yay you know he's on our he's on our side now I will say this though, now what starts not taking into account is for example, and I'm not saying this to push against that the vaccine does whatever it says it does, it just, well, and you can't even set up a real world, real world study for this, right? It'll be extremely difficult is okay. How do you categorize someone's general health state or mental state and then how that factors into um, the effects of vaccines on that person and then their transmission rate, right? So, f for example, uh, a, a few years ago, I read a book called The Happiness Advantage. And that time, this probably wouldn't be as controversial. It was actually talking about some study on viruses and that viruses actually hook onto receptor sites for the cell, right? And then uh, emotions are essentially, uh, it's like proteins, right? So when you're when people are experiencing the emotion of joy and happiness, um, the receptor sites that viruses usually link onto, it actually gets occupied by the, uh, I wanna say by the protein that are, uh, that are associated with joy and then it couldn't actually hook onto the cell. And it was, actually, and it was trying to make a point that that study uh, was actually trying to make a point that you can actually just be happy and there's biological evidence that um, uh, viruses can actually hook onto the cell and then, you know, rep and then take control of the cell and force it to replicate the virus, right? How do you actually account for something like that? You know, how do you, in this world of uh, 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 vaccine is good, no vaccine is bad, how do you take into account something like that, right? You, like, you literally need to 
get out of the black or white model and start realizing that it's way more complex and a way bigger picture and that there's potentially a lot of other ways to go about it that could be way more effective. You know, like what if we, instead of putting all our effort into um, uh, uh, the, vac un the unvaccinated are, is what's causing this, this uh, virus and all the variants to continue to spread. And then if you're vaccinated, then you're actually contributing the cause. What if it wasn't so black and white? And then there was, if it's unvaccinated, right? There's different levels of unvaccinated that are doing different things that, you know, it's extremely hard to do the scientific process with just because it's human beings. How do you isolate all those independent variables, right? Or I'll, play, I'll flip it around the other way, right? Because my, my, my view on it now, and I, it's just a shot, right? All these people are getting shots. They go through the process. I'm sure there's some side effects um, that they're, you know, they're probably downplaying a little bit, but is the side effect that bad for the most part? Probably not. The people that are really scared of it, they're over-exaggerating the side effects, right? You kind of like get the world of it, and then it's like this competing narrative, right? So if I do get the shot, you know, if you're trusting that your immune system and just your, 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 your bio, biological like life force can, can do whatever it needs to against the vaccine, you can't trust that your body will adapt and just figure out whatever it needs to do if you get a if you do get the shot right like it's it doesn't have to be so black and white and that's why i'm trying to shake loose a little bit that there's it's a lot more gray and then also there's just way more to it if you are in that place and are willing to look than to just make it a black or white right or wrong issue okay um for me right now, I'm not vaccinated. Uh, and it's not, and it's not so much because of all the, all the, 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 the reasons where other people are saying they're not, it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. You know, sometimes it's just a call. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a major, you know, you could choose all the right majors on paper. Statistics show that if, you know, if you're engineer, then like you're, you're going to be making this much money. Uh, on, on average and everything and then it doesn't also it also doesn't account you know does that actually align with what this person is meant to do you know um, does do they actually need to go through whatever experience they need to to stumble upon their purpose uh, <clears throat> um, what if like their genius whatever is something else right like it, it just so like If I feel called to get the vaccine, I'll get it. You know, if it comes to a point where um, it becomes something that's mandatory and I feel called to do it, I wouldn't actually resent it. I'll just get it and then, you know, get the jab, the double, whatever. And then, and then whatever, however I need to experience that and whatever happens, it'll just happen. Um, so I guess what I'm saying, you know, in, conclu in conclusion, right? If you're against the vaccine, it's okay. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal, right? Even if you get it, even if whatever your, your perception is that, oh, the rights are being taken away. Because as soon as you go there and that's your focus, and then it's all about like all this, like what could go wrong? What uh, uh, if this happens and what's the next thing they're going to do? And there's this like big evil uh, 
government or whatever, like taking advantage and like trying to control us. Basically, there's like a villain. That resistance actually pulls out the resistance in the other people, and then you're actually perpetuating the cycle. Okay, and if you're pro-vaccine, right, and you want to make it where the unvaccinated are dangerous, you know, they're uh, irresponsible, um, they're Trump supporters, like all this stuff, and like if they just complied, then this uh, this this virus would go away. Um, there's actually a lot of evidence of, say, let's just use the flu and the flu shots and everything that, you know, variants of, of viruses just come along, right? And even though the studies, you know, if you read them, show that um, getting vaccinated, it's about 57 to 61% uh, as far as transmissibility compared to uh, if you're not vaccinated, it's, you still transmit the disease, right? And if you're transmitting the disease and other people are getting it, and then if it's still going around the system, variants are just going to naturally happen. You know, like variants of vaccine, uh, viruses has been a thing for a long time. It's not new to COVID. It's not going to just like, if everyone's vaccinated, it's still not going to just go away, you know, and you get a booster shot, booster shot every six months, whatever, right? Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll do whatever it needs to do to combat uh, people getting severely ill, which is awesome, right? Like people getting really sick, right? But new COVID variants and then transmissibility is still gonna happen, okay? Um, and also it's something else to think about, right? The marker that we're using to measure something, the premise could actually also be very narrow-minded. So for example, um, someone with type two diabetes, which uh, the pancreas releases insulin and that actually helps the uh, body remove the sugar from the blood. So you lower the blood sugar because when the blood sugar is high, uh, it's poisonous, right? And then the uh, type two diabetes, if I were to simplify it from my understanding, I'm just an asshole who owns a gym, is that um, your body either doesn't uh, respond to the insulin, so you need more insulin to, um, it might be confusing type one, but let's just, okay. But the general idea is that your body isn't responding to the insulin. So you actually need more insulin to help lower the uh, blood sugar, right? And then one common um, modern medical solution to that is diabetes medication to help regulate the blood sugar, okay? Now, it's debatable what causes type two diabetes. Um, I'm not going to go down that route because that's another thing that could be triggering, right? Um, a lot of people think it's the modern diet and what's going on with that. Um, in the medical field, it seems to be we're not sure because it's hard to prove it. And then uh, one thing I think most people agree on, though, is that there's moderate to medium exercise, at least, that helps with the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, right? And then also the medication is what helps regulate your blood sugar, right? Um, but the whole point I'm making is, what if the way the, the, the lens that we view this from, okay, this medication helps regulate the blood sugar issue that people deal with in type two diabetes, right? So see, this medication works, right? And then the, the argument with the fight between becomes whether the medication works or not. Whereas big picture, there's way more that goes into it. What's causing people to start exhibiting signs of type two diabetes 
at a younger and younger age, um, from like the 40s on until like recently, right? Um, what's actually causing this? You know, how do we reverse it? How do you make it where people can naturally uh, uh, have a better chance of, of um, not dealing with like sev the severe symptoms of type 2 diabetes? So maybe even like the medication, they could take less of it and it could be more effective, right? It's not just whether you take the medication or not. There's a lot of other factors that go into it, okay? So uh, just kind of like some of my thoughts on it. You know, good to be back. Um, thank you for watching. If you have any comments, you know, I'm sure I'll, you'll let me know, especially like some, a topic like this. But if, you're in, uh, uh, if you do, if you feel like you got some value out of this, please uh, like the video, it really helps. Uh, or, or leave a review, leave a star, review, a star rating, um, and then subscribe if it's on YouTube, okay? Uh, thank you for watching or listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time.